Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Paul Daly. I'm a partner in the international tax practice, and this is our series, Taxes in 10, the International Tax Practice Podcast. I am pleased to be introducing my partner and colleague, Fred Corso, who's going to have the undaunting task of talking about the new um, foreign tax credit regulations that were just recently issued. If I may, Fred, I mean, I'm hearing so much about these. When were these regulations issued and why are they so important? Thank you, Paul. Um, The regulations were issued just before the year end. So they were issued on December 28th of 2021. And the final regulations that were issued follow on uh, final regulations or series of final regulations that were issued in prior years and uh, were finalized the finalization of uh, proposed regs that had been outstanding for a while with some very considerable elements that were included in them. Um, The final regulations uh, that were issued in December uh, provide for some very important conceptual changes to the foreign tax credit framework. And just as a matter of context, it's important to keep in mind that the US has moved to a hybrid territorial system of taxation. And as a result, we have both worldwide taxation on certain types of income, and therefore the foreign tax credit is a very important element of that portion of the code that relates to that. And then there is another participation exemption portion that is territorial in concept, although different from regimes that exist in other jurisdictions. So the foreign tax credit concept is is critical or fundamental to the proper operation of the system. Thank you, Fred. So I am getting the importance of these regulations. Could you give an example of a change that may have ranging impacts? Sure, and we would need way more than 10 minutes to talk about (laughs) many of the things that have significance. But one of the things that or concepts that was introduced uh, was a concept called attribution. So there, there's a, a, general, a general concept that had existed, which relates to something called the net gain requirements. And I would say you can, strict, you can think of that conceptually as how the US would allow a foreign tax credit to be taken into consideration or a foreign tax to be taken into consideration for credit purposes using, some, using something like US or, gen, or generally uh, accepted international tax principles, such as those issued by the OECD. And this attribution concept see, seeks to narrow the types of taxes that would be allowed as creditable foreign taxes for US federal income tax purposes. So why or how does this matter? Uh, so the, the, the concept of attribution Um, introduced some elements that were in the proposed regs called um, jurisdictional nexus requirements, but they they made it simpler. They made it one word, attribution. And those requirements provided for a connection, a a strength of connection between the jurisdiction to tax on the part of the local country and the source of the income and the base of that income. 
So there was a, there is a concept called activities-based jurisdictional nexus. And what that does is seek to identify a tax base in the foreign jurisdiction uh, where there's significant connection based on the activities and functions of the people or the business or operations there. There is a concept called source-based jurisdictional nexus, which seeks to allow a, a foreign jurisdiction to tax an item of income that is sourced to that jurisdiction under principles like those that we have here in the United States. And then there's a concept called situs-based jurisdictional nexus, which is a concept in which uh, taxation, think of real property interests uh, and, and how a local country reserves the right to tax gains on real property interests. And those three things tend to apply to non-residents, so income of non-residents. And then there's also a concept that applies to tax residents of the foreign country, uh, which looks, seeks much like the activities-based jurisdictional nexus, but broad, more broadly to uh, allow for worldwide taxation by the foreign jurisdiction, net of deductions, so a net income tax base that is, again, comparable to that of the US. Of course, we don't have the ability to affect how local law in a foreign jurisdiction actually taxes that income, but the US might disallow foreign taxes that have been taxed that are outside of the things that we might consider to be international tax norms. Thank you, Fred. It seems clear the dramatic effect of these regulations, but how could these changes affect, which is very important to us as petitioners and taxpayers, affect the credibility of foreign taxes in the U.S.? Sure, and, and again, the, the scope of that is, is enormous, and a lot of analysis will have to be taken uh, or carried out by, by taxpayers to figure out what this all means to them, but I'll give a couple of very quick examples. Uh, there, there's a common concept outside of the United States of a, a withholding tax on, uh, and again, this is a different kind of concept than we're used to, the importation of technical services. So uh, examples, India uh, levies a, a withholding tax on payments to foreign persons who have rendered technical services to someone in India. Brazil has is another example of a, of a country that has a similar type of concept. And the reason that that's different from our concepts here in the United States is that those countries are taxing an item of income where the service is actually being rendered outside of the jurisdiction. So a US person, uh, perhaps it's a SaaS company, uh, renders technical services to someone in India, and therefore there's a withholding in India uh, on the payment made to the US person. Well, that US person has performed the services here and therefore those services are are not sourced to India. So under US principles, if we had applied them or if they had applied a similar concept, they would not have had the right to tax that income. They do, of course, under their local law, but we would seek to uh, disallow that as a creditable foreign tax. And there are similar concepts for things like non-resident capital gains, which is, a, a, again, a different kind of concept than we have here in the US, but many jurisdictions will tax non-residents on capital gains of exchanges of shares of companies that might have uh, intensive activities or, or, or intensive asset holdings in their jurisdictions. Right, again, thank you so much. There's so much here. What should taxpayers be doing right now? Yeah, I, I think that the most critical thing for taxpayers to be doing now would be to, uh, number one, 
develop an inventory of the universe of non-US taxes, and I'm thinking about income or income equivalent taxes, that they're either they directly or indirectly through affiliates uh, suffer. And, and so that those taxes can be evaluated to determine whether or assess whether they may remain creditable. So they may have been foreign taxes for which foreign tax credits have been taken in the past, but those, ta those same taxes might not be creditable any longer. So evaluating the population or universe of taxes uh, that, that, that they suffer throughout, the, um, throughout their organization. Beyond that, they also should be evaluating the existence of treaties with the relevant jurisdictions, because it might be that an exist, the existence of a treaty is the last line of defense to preserve the right to take a foreign tax credit with where there's, it might otherwise now be disallowed. Um, and then they should really also be taking into account the fact that the regulations as enacted have retroactive applicability dates, which is a bit shocking to some people when you consider the magnitude of the changes and therefore it's important to assess uh, those taxes in the context of recent years uh, not just future years but thank you so much it was an incredible job quite honestly to do such a complicated project in 10 minutes but it was a good synopsis i think clearly it leads people to know that there's a lot more going on i know you we all are studying the regs even more so and just in terms of closing remarks, very briefly, as Fred had mentioned, credibility of taxes that were clear may not be as clear. I also add withholding taxes on royalties, where we look at it from a, an exportation, where the new regs could be told. We look at exportation where foreign countries could be looking at to where the customer is located. And you know, there's other areas that they cover in terms of dividends received deduction, um, FIDI, accrual accrual of taxes, contested liabilities. It just seems to be so much more. And I guess as the lasting concluding remark is that many people felt the IRS overreached their authority in issuing these regulations. Um, in the preamble, the IRS um, refuted that. But I think time will tell whether there'll be taxpayers who will try to challenge the IRS's authority to issue these regulations. But again, I thank Fred very much for this wonderful synopsis on foreign taxes, and we hope to see you again in terms of in Taxes in 10, the International Practice Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for your attention.